Cubs fans, and welcome to this, guess what, guess what, winning edition, yet again, of Cubs on Tap. I am your host, Ron Luce. Uh, we're going to just quickly roll through this one again today, ladies and gentlemen. Again, these, these last two games are kind of tough. You know, we don't want to dive into any of the, uh, you know, conspiracies of the offseason too much. You know, we want to be able to save that content uh, for you guys once the season does conclude. So, um we're just going to roll on through. We're going to talk a little bit about it. Talk a little bit about some things that maybe we can expect to see for Sunday's finale and season finale. Uh, and then we'll get on out of here. Nice little quick hitter for you guys today. But first, we need to tell you about the lineup. That's right. A little bit of a different look in the lineup yesterday. Um, again, still kind of the what I would consider quote-unquote B-squad. Um was certainly playing, but Nico Horner played yesterday. Uh, I think that's certainly worth noting. Uh, he played second and hit second in the lineup. Uh, I mean, that's a, realistically that is a position we could see him in a lot next year. Um, that is something off season I will talk about. You know, Nico Horner. I think they've found the guy that they would like to be their everyday second baseman, um, especially with that position being such a struggle this year for them. And really every facet of the word, you know, defensively, offensively, Zobrist was gone with the the leave. You know, Russell was not the same player. They just could not find a, a stable name to play second base really all season. You know, Daniel Delscalso was ultimately a failure in my opinion. Ian Happ, I just, I think he's better suited for the outfield in the long run. So, you know, Horner being able to come up and contribute in the way he did at the time he did, where a lot of people said he was prematurely called up, uh, I think he has proven that, you know, next season he's going to be ready uh, to be an everyday player. And he's not going to play shortstop. Javi's going to play shortstop. And they're not going to flip Javi back to second. It's just not going to happen. Even if that it maybe is the better defensive move, per se, I just don't see that happening. So, there's a very good chance that Nico Horner is your everyday second baseman uh, next year. So seeing him kind of hitting in that role and playing that role defensively uh, is kind of a breath of fresh air. But we had Tony Kemp leading off playing right field. Uh, Horner playing second, batting second. Schwarber was in that coveted three-hole playing left field. Ian Happ was in center hitting fourth. Jonathan Lucroy was catching. He was hitting fifth. Caratini was playing first, hitting sixth. Russell was at short, hitting seventh. Bodie was playing third, hitting eighth. And then we had Hamels pitching on the mound um, for this win. Uh, Hamels himself looked pretty good, actually, uh, if we're going to bring that up. Four innings pitched, two hits, no runs, no walks, 8K. So talk about a guy who is about to go into his free agency um, with a nice start under his belt. Obviously, didn't go a ton of innings, but I don't think anybody's going to hold that against him because in those innings, you know, only giving up two hits and striking out eight players is truly spectacular. That is a really nice outing for Cole. Uh, so that's how Cole's going to end his his year. So he has a 3.81 ERA to end the year. Very respectable number. You know, Cole really didn't have an awful year. He had a couple of struggling starts during the months of August and September, but ultimately. There were stretches during, you know, 2019 where Cole Hamels was the best pitcher for the Cubs. Um, I enjoyed watching Cole Hamels as a Cub. I, I know a lot of other people did. Um, we got about a year and, you know, a couple months out of him because of him being a late August um, deadline acquisition, which is now extinct. Um, 
and he just he he was a nice addition. I, and I wish him nothing but the best. I, I again, I highly doubt he comes back. Um, you know, but I think he can get one more contract from somebody maybe for a year or two um, to be a starting pitcher, and then you know be inducted into the into the Baseball Writers Hall of Fame uh, when it's all said and done because he's he's had an incredible career. Um, we got to see more Kyle Ryan yesterday, even though. Uh, Kyle Ryan gave up three earned runs in just a third of an inning. Uh, Phelps, though, pitched an inning in two-thirds. I'm curious to see what they do with him. Uh, truthfully, he's been really under the radar all season, but he's been good, really, for the Cubs all season. Um, you know, Maybe if the Cubs can convince him to take a very short-term deal and for very reasonable money, uh, maybe he would come back. White also pitched. Um, technically didn't pitch an official inning. Couldn't get an out, gave up two earned runs um, to the Cardinals. And then, um, you know, Steve Ciszek came in and, and really shut the door. He did walk one and uh, gave up one hit, but ultimately uh, no earned runs charged against Ciszek, who now lowers his ERA for the season to 295. He was also your winning pitcher for the game um, at 4-6 and six for the season. Uh, Pedro Strope pitched the eighth inning, pitched a really nice nice eighth inning. He did give up a run, but uh, struck out three and only walked one. Um, could have been the last you know appearance we ever see Pedro Strope in a Cubs uniform. I know a lot of people are calling for him to take, you know, if he wants to, take a, a team-friendly deal and return and be a part of this bullpen next year. But again, we'll save that speculation for later. It could happen. It certainly could happen. I'm not going to say it can't. Uh, and then Brandon Kinsler, another pending free agent, uh, pitched a completely clean inning. Uh, goose eggs all across the board in his one inning pitch, and he picks up his first save of the season uh, as the Cubs take down the Cardinals. And that was, um, you know, really good for the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, quite frankly. I mean, the the Brew Crew, you know, they're, they're doing everything in their power to try and steal that central division away from the Cardinals. Um, and it's just a matter of do they have enough in the tank, and it really comes down to today. Um, you know, so the the Brewers are officially still a game back. Uh, and I say today, ladies and gentlemen, because it is the wee hours in the morning while I'm recording this, and this will go up later in the morning. Um, but the Cardinals are 90-71. and 71. The Brewers are 89-72. and 72. So you have to assume the Cubs win today, the Brewers win today, there's a game 163. I'm not sure if that's necessarily officially how it would work, but that's how I would have to imagine it would work. And then from that game 163, it, very similar to what happened last year. Somebody's going to the divisional series and getting a break. Somebody's going to the wild card game, which is exactly what happened to the Cubs with them and the Brewers in 2018. So keep an eye on that. Uh, that's going to be quite the headline if there is a game 163 for some crazy reason. Um you know, but if the Cardinals win today, no harm, no foul. It doesn't matter what the Brewers do for the Redbirds. They win the division, and Milwaukee will go play Washington then in the wild card if all of that ends up happening. Um, but let's touch really quick on just how the Cubs got their eight runs and I guess how the Cardinals got their six. Cubs had 16 hits yesterday. Uh, they really got to Adam Wainwright, which was surprising because Adam Wainwright – has been very, 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 very good um, against, you know, 
really everybody at home. It doesn't matter who he's playing. Um, and I, I like this, you know, in the in the summary of the game, the the wrap, the official wrap up is titled Hamels adds one final gem to free agent resume. See, and I, I told you that without even reading that because he did. He pitched pitched a great game. All right, let's dive right into it, shall we? In the top of the first, the Cubs did not waste any time. Their third batter of the game, Kyle Schwarber, hits a solo home run to make it one nothing Cubbies. That was his 38th of the season. Um, doubtful he's going to hit 40, even if he plays in Sunday's finale. But what an incredible season for Kyle Schwarber. He really, I think he really kind of had his coming out party in the second half of the year this year. He's been spectacular. Um I think he's really solidified himself now as well as part of this core that's not going to be traded. I think they value him too much. I think if he can continue to work on his glove a little bit, work on that mobility a little bit, um, especially with that arm as a left everyday left fielder and the way he hits for power, it, it's really hard to, con- I think, now to convince me that he's going to be traded. And not even necessarily from like a I love him perspective. I do love Kyle Schwarber, don't get me wrong. But I think just from a logical standpoint from a does Theo really want to trade him standpoint neither one of those are going to happen so don't expect to see him um, anywhere but in Wrigley next season in the top of the third then there was more Cubs scoring with Nico Horner on Ian Happ hit his 10th home run of the season ladies and gentlemen I nailed the fly the W player of the game again by the way um, and that would make it three nothing Cubbies because here's why I nailed it in the top of the fifth Ian Happ homered again this time with Kyle Schwarber on base, another two-run home run to make it five to nothing Cubs, and he had four RBIs through just five innings of play. Uh, but have no fear, Victor Caratini is here. Later in that same inning, uh, two batters later actually, Victor Caratini hit a solo home run, his 11th of the season. Pretty good for a guy that was a backup catcher and didn't play a ton of games truthfully this year. Um, and he ultimately makes the game six nothing in favor of the Cubs. Uh, but the Redbirds would make a little bit of a run and charge back between the 5th and 7th inning. In the bottom of the 5th, Harrison Bader homered uh, his 12th of the season. Pretty good for a guy that was called up, sent down every which way. Um, just a solo home run, so that makes the Cubs lead down to 6-1. to one, So just a 5-run lead instead of that 6-run lead. Uh, Tommy Edmond, this kid kind of really came out of nowhere for, for the Cardinals this year. He's been very good with two men on, triples. Uh, and he scores Tyler O'Neill and Dexter Fowler, the former Cub that we all know and love. Uh, that was his seventh triple of the season, and that cuts the Cubs' lead in half, ultimately, from the start of the inning. It is 6-3, then, for the Cubs at that point. Bottom of the seventh, Tommy Edmond yet again. This time, with bases juiced, singles to Kyle Schwarber. Uh, I did actually get a chance to see this play. I was very in and out throughout the whole game yesterday, but... Uh, Schwarber made a really nice play on it, broke on the ball, got his hand on it, and got it back into the infield very quickly so only the one run could score. Um, So uh, Harrison Bader scored from third. Uh, Ravello advanced to third. Fowler advanced to second. And obviously Edmund then was on first base. So they still had bases loaded, but he was able to get out of it. Um, Or they were able to limit them to one run. And that would be key because then Paul Goldschmidt, um, in that same inning, grounded, or really, I think he was the next batter, actually, uh, grounded into a double play. So David Bodie touched third, threw it to Caratini at first. Ravello did score from third, but they were able to get the two outs. Um, 
and uh, really ultimately then they were able to get out of that inning entirely. So 6-5 to five then was now where the Cubs' lead stood um, as they developed or excuse me, as they made their way then into the eighth. In the top of the eighth, though, uh, the Cubs added some insurance. Uh, Tony Kemp, he was able to single uh, with two men on. Russell scored on the play, and David Bodie advanced to third to make it seven to five Cubs. And then with David Bodie on third base, and really the next batter, Nico Horner then hit a sack fly to Marcelo Zuna in left field, and that would score Bodie to make it eight to five Cubs. Again, Nico Horner, he's had a really nice September. It's it's hard to deny how good he's been, and I'm very excited to see what he can possibly do next year as an everyday player on this Cubs roster because he, in my opinion, has really deserved it. He really has earned it. You know, he's played better than every other possible middle infielder, middle infielder excuse me, that they've really had. You know, obviously Javi was fantastic all season, had maybe a bit of a down year to his standards, especially after that near-MVP season he had, you know. But outside of him, who really had a stellar year in the middle infield? Nobody. You know, your backups struggled. You know, I still distinctly remember that game where they literally flipped the ball away or kicked the ball away or whatever they ended up doing where, you know, three balls bounced off Ian Happ and David Bodie's mitts in the middle infield because they had them in the middle infield trying to play. You know, so Horner came in. He was truly a godsend, manned that shortstop position with the best of them. And then, you know, now what's ultimately considered garbage time baseball for the Cubs. Uh, they got him playing a little bit of second base, and he's still contributing. So excellent to see there um, as he was able to make it 8-5. to five. And then in the bottom of the eighth, the Cardinals would try and make their way back. As Paul DeYoung, another guy who had a really, really nice season uh, for the Redbirds, he hit his 30th home run of the year. Uh to ultimately make the score what it was in the final, which was 8-6. So the Redbirds couldn't muster up anything else, and the Cubs get out of it. And all is great in the world, is The Cubs officially do win the series. I know that sounds weird to say because it doesn't matter, uh, which improves them to 84-77 and 77 on the season. Again, the Redbirds, 90-71. and 71. And, you know, we'll, we'll go into the finale as, as Cubs fans, just, I guess, kind of playing a wait-and-see game. Cubs win today, Brewers win today, there's a game 163, Cardinals win today, doesn't matter, they win the division, the Brewers will be in that one one game, uh, you know, wild card playoff game. So, that'll be interesting to see, um, and we're going to go ahead and pick one last final game, ladies and gentlemen, this is crazy, what an absolute journey this has been so far with Cubs on tap. Um, I've, you know, obviously you've heard my voice quite a bit. You've heard other people's voices quite a bit. Brian Mishler, Patrick Mooney, Nick Hudson, Ethan Wiles. Hey, you've even heard Buzz and Tony <laughs> fill in on the Cubs on tap when they needed to. Um, so we, you know, I greatly appreciate everybody that's contributed. Uh, I know the on tap sports net leadership appreciates everybody that's contributed and we're just hoping to grow, man. It's going to be a fun year next year. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good stuff, hopefully. Hopefully the Cubs are a playoff-bound team next year. Um, you know, But we'll be here with you guys, whether it's via Cubs on Tap or via our sister show, Northside 9, uh, all throughout the offseason, covering everything, uh, everything from Joe Madden to player transactions and so on and so forth. We'll be here for it. We'll be here to talk about it. Um, and we might even be able to have some boots on the ground maybe then when uh, spring training rolls around next year. Uh, depending on who has the availability to be out there and go enjoy some uh, Cubs baseball in Arizona. 
So with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go ahead, like I said, and pick one last game for the 2019 season. It's almost bittersweet, truthfully, um, as we you know we know there's not going to be any Cubs playoff baseball, and it's just uh, it's the final game, uh, and then these guys will be cleaning out their stalls at Wrigley Field, and and we'll be transitioning our you know our T-shirt collections and jersey collections from from Cubs baseball to you know Blackhawks, Bears, and Bulls. Um, for the fall and winter seasons then uh, before baseball returns um, in February and then in March. But before we go ahead and pick the season finale, uh, I do want to remind you about our friends at Second City Picks. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I know you hear me talk about them all the time. They are your daily picking service for all Chicago sports games. You pick. It's free takes about 30 seconds of your day, and if you pick correctly, ladies and gentlemen, you win a pretty sweet gift card. It's that easy. It's that simple. So let's dive in on, to it on how you're going to go about doing that. First and foremost, if you have a Twitter, uh, you'll want to listen in very closely right now. If you do not, I'll tell you how to get there in just a second. But first, if you have a Twitter, go find our friends Second City Picks on Twitter, at Second City Picks. Make sure you spell out the word second. S-E-C-O-N-D, not a two and N and a D. It's very critical here. You're not going to find them otherwise. Go find our friends at Second City Picks. And when you do, go ahead and you know find their newest tweets for the day or tweet for the day, uh, which will house the information for what game you're going to be picking for the day. It varies depending on what's going on in Chicago sports. Um, you know, the day of the Cubs season finale, I can tell you they're not going to be the game being picked because it will be a Sunday, which means there's Bears football. Um, so I have to imagine that's going to be the game you'll probably be picking the Bears score uh, so we'll go ahead and use that as an example and if I'm a if I'm a magician and correctly predicted that uh, no they will they're great about having to make sure that the Bears game day is always a Bears pick them so um, but like I said you know you're going to go find that tweet then to pick the Bears game and you're going to read up what you're picking. It's probably going to be uh, some combination of either combined score or Bears and Vikings score. Um, and then you'll, you know, pick a tiebreaker. So if you want to pick with them, which you should, you're going to go ahead and go to their website. From Twitter, you can click the link directly in the tweet. But if you don't have a Twitter, you can go to www secondcitypicks.com spelled the same way as their Twitter handle where you spell out the word second and you're going to go ahead to their homepage it's going to have the days the day's game on the homepage with all the information of what you're picking and then a button that says make picks you're going to go ahead and click that it's going to take you to another screen when you get to that other screen um, you're going to just go ahead and fill out the questionnaire so Bears runs the way or Bears runs. I got baseball on the mind. Obviously, this is Cubs on top. But let's say you know, with it being probably the Bears game, um, they're going to ask you for the Bears score. So let's say you think the Bears are going to score twenty four points. You're going to put a four. You're going to put the last digit of what you think, which is kind of cool because the Bears score thirty four. The Bears score fourteen. You can still win. Kind of a neat idea. I like it. I'm a big fan. Uh, and then you're going to go ahead and pick the Viking score. Same format as you would the Bears score. And then you're going to pick a tie-breaking question. Now, the reason for that is there's a good chance somebody else is going to pick the same scores as you. And if you both win, they can't give you both a gift card. So you got to nail that tiebreaker question or at least get closest with the tiebreaker question. And 
you know, that tiebreaker question, usually for Bears football, uh, I've seen Bears passing yards is a very key one, or the opponent's passing yards. Um, but for some of the college football games they've had picked, I've seen rushing yards. There's different statistics that they can pick. So you're going to go ahead and fill that in. I usually like to pick like 270. I feel like 270 is a good number for passing yards in an NFL football game. Uh, and then you're going to give them an email address. And the reason for that is if you win, that's how you're going to get your gift card. And then you hit submit. It's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. It took me probably three times longer to tell you how to do it than... Who's got their dog barking at the early hours of the morning? Gosh. Anyway, it took me longer for me to tell you guys how to pick what Second City picks than it actually is to pick what Second City picks. So go find our friends and pick daily with them at Second City Picks on Twitter and www.secondcitypicks.com. They have great, great gift cards, ladies and gentlemen, typically ranging between $10 and $25. Uh, Chipotle, Potbelly, Connie's Pizza, uh, Lyft. I mean, you name it, they've had it. They have all kinds of great gift cards. So make sure you pick with our friends at Second City Picks daily. And thank you to our ONTAP Sportsnet sponsor, Second City Picks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Let's pick the final Cubs game of the season, as bittersweet as that is. That's what we're going to do here. So the Chicago Cubs, the 84 and 77 Chicago Cubs are visiting the 90 and 71 St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis, Missouri at Bush Stadium on Sunday, September 29th, 2019. First pitch is scheduled for 2.15 Central Standard Time. It's a very strange time, I know. It'll be a 3.15 Eastern Standard Time for those of you on the East Coast or in the Eastern Time Zone. And for our buddy Nick Hudson, it's going to be a beautiful... 12:15 first pitch. That's not too shabby, if you ask me. If you're in the Chicagoland area and you want to watch or you want to listen to the Cubs on the radio, you can find them at 6:70 to score. If you are in the St. Louis area and you want to listen to the Cardinals feed, you can listen to that on KMOX 11:20, CRN, and WIJR AM 880, which is en español, which means it is in Spanish. You can watch the Cubs on ABC7 here in Chicago. Uh, as we mentioned, WGN is no more with the Cubs. Uh, and they actually officially had their last game period with the White Sox yesterday. Yes, because you'll be listening to this on Sunday. So yesterday, Saturday, was the last game they had with the Chicago White Sox. So all Chicago baseball on WGN is officially over. Uh, a run that was spectacular like we talked about on yesterday's episode. Um you know, so it was just absolutely incredible uh, to see. But again, ABC7 in the Chicagoland market. And you, again, if you're in the St. Louis market, can watch the, the Cardinals feed and broadcast on Fox Sports Missouri. The Cubs are trotting out a bit of an interesting name as the starting pitcher officially uh, for the season finale is Derek Holland. The left-hander will be taking the mound. Uh, he has not started a game, I don't believe, um, since he came to the Cubs. Uh, at the trade deadline, but he did start the year as a starter. Uh, he is two and four with a 5.47 ERA and 82 Ks on the year. Uh, today's it's a bullpen day. Um, that's fully what you should expect, um, especially because there's a reason that Holland was moved to the bullpen in May, way back, which feels like a million years ago, uh, because he was one and four with a 6.75 ERA as a starter. So he's he's one and zero as a bullpen pitcher and slightly better in the bullpen, which is kind of funny to think about. So uh, it'll be a bullpen day for 
for the Cubs. They're just going to trot out as many guys as possible. I expect White to pitch today. I expect, you know, Kinsler. I expect Strope. Um, you know, and since this, the rosters are still expanded, I expect maybe a James Norwood to make an appearance today. Maybe a Dwayne Underwood to make an appearance today. Um, it just, I don't expect you'll see any starters in any capacity, even in a, like a bullpen type role. They're not going to do that to any other starters. Uh, Cole was the official last starter you're going to see for the Cubs in 2019. For the Redbirds, they will be trotting out Jack Flaherty. The right-hander has had an excellent season. Um, they were really, I think, hoping to to save him to you know pitch a potential first game because he has truly, in my opinion, been their ace this year. Um, but obviously, since the division's still on the line, uh, that's why they're going to have him pitch in the season finale. He's only 23 years old, and he has a 105 ERA since the All-Star break. But his his over total season numbers are he's 10-8, and 8, which that's a little bit deceiving because he has a 285 ERA and 225 strikeouts as a 23-year-old. This guy's going to be really, really good for a long time for the Redbirds, so he's going to be a real real pain in the butt for Cubs players and fans for a long time, but good for the Redbirds. Again, that's a, a pitching factory. That team just continues to constantly, and I mean constantly, pump out, you know, just excellent freaking pitchers, and it's just, it makes me upset and sad, so we're not going to talk about it. Um... I do think the Cubs have a chance to win this game. Uh, I think just they're playing that we have nothing to lose mentality type baseball right now. And, you know, the Redbirds are nervous. Um, I think the Cubs can win today, but truly I think the Redbirds are going to win, especially with Flaherty on the mound. Uh, I think they do just enough to get the victory today. I expect it to be a close game. Uh, yesterday's game was in theory a close game with it being eight to six. Um, so, you know, expect something maybe similar probably on a lower scale, so maybe like a 4-2 to two or like a 5-3 to three type game. Um, but nonetheless, I'm going to keep rolling with the hot hand with the Fly the W player of the game. I'm going to go ahead and say Ian Happ again. Uh, I'm 2-2 two for two on picking Ian Happ, so I'm going to try and go 3-3 three for three picking Ian Happ. Uh, again, though, uh, honorable mention, I think, is going to be Kyle Schwarber. Just you know, strictly from the fact that he's probably going to be the only regular starter that actually plays um, potentially in the game. I fully expect Ian Happ will play. Uh, Tony Kemp might actually be a nice little honorable mention as well. So I think Schwarber and Kemp will be my honorable mentions for Fly the W player of the game, but I'm still going to ride the hot hand to pick Ian Happ. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the last game we're picking for the year. That's the last Fly the W player of the year game that you're going to hear for the year. If I had to go ahead and pick a Fly the W player of the year for the Chicago Cubs, um, it's going to be really hard-pressed to pick one person. I think you Darvish is certainly a contender. I think he had a great second half and really stepped up. I think Kyle Schwarber certainly is worth a, a, at least consideration. I mean, he really revamped himself as the season went on and became an elite hitter. Um, you know, his his WRC plus, um, which judges you know a 100 as an average score. Uh, he was somewhere in the high 160s. I mean, he was excellent this year. And then obviously the only guy that was higher in, than Schwarber in WRC+, plus, Nicholas Castellanos, I think certainly deserves a, a thought, even though he was only here for half the season. He was legitimately one of the best hitters in baseball as a Chicago Cub. Um, and that's that can't be overlooked. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, I think, is always a contender. I think if Javi Baez doesn't get hurt, he's a contender. Um 
you know, Wilson Contreras, if he doesn't get hurt, there was a lot of injuries to a lot of key Cubs this year. Uh, and I think that that really hurt them this year. Um, you know, the depth had to kind of carry the load and at times they couldn't. Um, but those are my three that I would say are in consideration. I'm not going to go ahead and truly pick one. I think we're, I'm going to try and leave that question for an off season episode. That way we can get multiple guys answers on who they think the fly, the W player of the year was for the Cubs. But, um, my three finalists, for me personally, are Darvish, Castellanos, and Schwarber. Um, just based on who was healthiest, who you know really truly contributed the most, and um, you know who who just excelled, and a name that we talked about often on these Cubs on Tap recap shows. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to this second to last Cubs on Tap episode for the 2019 season. I want to remind you that we are brought to you by the ONTAP Sports Network. We are the best home for all your podcasting and literature needs, wants, and desires about your favorite Chicago sports teams. We have great Cubs coverage, and we have had it all year long. Uh, as you're here listening to some of that here with Cubs on Tap, we also have some great coverage with Northside 9. Um, and we're going to continue having that great coverage into the offseason. We also have great Bears coverage. The Bears coverage is in full swing, as the Bears will be playing today, if you're listening to this on Sunday. Um against the Minnesota Vikings and our bears on tap guys are going to be ready uh, to break down the game for you and talk, uh, talk some, you know, bears football. And then, um, you know, Blackhawks and bulls are going to be in full swing as well. The Blackhawks coverage is already in full swing for our clan. Uh, the four feathers podcast clan, uh, which is myself, uh, Patrick Comiskey, Johnny Nani, and Tony Marchese. Uh, we're also going to have Blackhawks on tap. Be hot is what I'm going to call it all season, uh, which will be our daily recap shows for all the Blackhawks games, similar to what Cubs on tap has been um, for the Cubs all year. And uh, that coverage is going to be excellent. We've already had two awesome interviews with Dave Boland and Brent Sopel, so do make sure to go listen to those. Um, and we're going to have even better coverage coming to you all season long from the Blackhawks. Same thing from the Bulls. The Buzz and Bulls scripted have already done a great job covering the offseason. A lot of great articles. Uh, a few great podcasts already, even in the offseason, which is tough to do sometimes. Uh, but they are going to be um, you know, our, our equivalent to Blackhawks on tap with recapping each and every Bulls game um, over at Bulls on tap. And then, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I know, I know. We do have White Sox coverage. But before we get to that, I don't want to forget to mention uh, college football is in full swing. College sports in general are in full swing. And we want to remind you that we have great coverage of all of your local college football teams and college teams in general. Uh, We have Big Ten on tap, which is Johnny Nani and John Suarez. They're covering your U of I Fighting Illini and your Northwestern Wildcats, respectively. And then we have Irish on tap. Two regulars here on Cubs on tap contribute very heavily to Irish on tap, which covers Notre Dame. Uh, Ethan Wiles and Brian Mishler are part of that group, as well as Brendan Suarez, which is John's brother, and um, our buddy Chris White. Also, all four of them do an excellent job covering the Irish. And then, yes, 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 let's get back to it. Let's be honest, Cubs fans. All of us have a friend that roots for the White Sox. There's at least one. I have multiple. I live in the South Suburbs. So uh, most of my friends, quite frankly, are White Sox fans. Um, But send them in our direction, too, as well. I think we have some of the best coverage of the Chicago White Sox in the Chicagoland market, if not the best. Uh, And big credit to our guys, Johnny Nani, Buzz, uh, Tony, and then even Andrew Kinsler, uh, who I know because of work, 
had been a voice you maybe didn't hear as much uh, about as a White Sox fan late in the year, but um, they all were such a huge part in, in a successful season for their for the White Sox coverage here at ONTAP Sportsnet. So we want to make sure that you can find all of our work. So you're going to go ahead and find us on the interwebs at www.ontapsportsnet.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ONTAPSportsnet. Once again, that is www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on the social media platforms. The ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us all season. If you've been a regular listener, you guys are the absolute best. And even if you haven't been a regular listener, you are still the absolute best. We appreciate you guys so very much uh, for listening to us. Uh, we, we really want to, you know, improve uh, over the offseason. So tweet us. Tell us what we can do better. You know, tell us what you would like to maybe see as things talked about from game to game. Is there any maybe statistics that you or something that would interest you? Um, you know, and, and certainly interact with us. You know, send us questions. Send us, you know, comments. We, we'll, we'll read them on the podcast. We'll answer them on the podcasts. Uh, if you send us some questions. So we really want you guys to be involved with us. Uh, and we're going to do our absolute best to make sure that happens next season. Um, as we're just trying to wrap things up here for this 2019 Chicago Cubs season. Um, and, you know, most of us here at ONTAP Sportsnet are, are admittedly starting to bleed into our other coverages. Um, Brian Neathan very heavily with Notre Dame. Um, you know, myself with, uh, with, with Blackhawks. And, uh, and then... You know, Nick is Nick is pretty much right now our one exclusive Cubs guy. So we really hope he's able to to you know share his his voice and his you know writing pieces with you guys very regularly throughout the off season, uh, as I think he's going to really um, you know really put out some good stuff. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much. We greatly appreciate you guys listening to us here at ONTAP Sportsnet. Join us after the season finale of the 2019 season for one more official Cubs on tap episode. Uh, and then we will have a season recap episode where we'll try to have at minimum three to four of us from the Cubs on tap clan, um, here as well. I also don't want to forget to mention Patrick Mooney as he's bleeding off onto bears coverage. Um, all of them have been sensational. You'll still see them writing about the Cubs during the off season. You'll hear their voices on either Northside nine or Cubs on tap or both. Uh, there's a good chance you'll hear from, from both sides. Um, so Thank you so much to all of our Cubs on Tap guys. Thank you so much to all of our great listeners. Um, and one more episode, ladies and gentlemen, so make sure to tune in. Again, it's an official last Cubs on Tap recapping a game, uh, but we will have a season recap episode then at some point on one of the two podcasts um, with as many people from the Cubs on Tap clan as we can get together at one time. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Cubby. Damn.